Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Heidi ho And your co-host, Hunter. And Eve, everyone can hear you rage. <laughs> but no one can hear you mine. And uh, your co-host, Spaz. Brought to you by Microtransactions. <laughs> So, folks, uh, good How evening. How true is that? Uh, wow. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. This uh, this show is serving a dual purpose, just so you all know, because because of uh, my hard night partying on the town a couple weeks ago, we had to skip the uh, latest uh, MMO meetup, which made everyone sad. So this is kind of a makeup session for that, which is why we're playing Eve Online live. Uh, so if if we're talking and all of a sudden we're like, "Oh God, move, warp out," uh, that's because we're actually playing. So if you're listening to the audio, you know you might have a better experience with the video. Just saying, um, but also although, although it might make for a cool like tense like drive in the car on the way to work like oh my god what are they doing it's kind of like a radio drama that's what we should make it like a radio drama like we have to explain everything that's happening um war of the virtual worlds that's right that's exactly (laughs) right um but we've actually been wanting to talk about mmos for a while as you all might know or hopefully know every month we do um an mmo meetup we call it where we get together with people and we play an MMO, and we've done uh, four or five at this point. Let's see, we did Jumpgate, we did Earth and Beyond, we did um, Discovery, Star Wars Galaxies, Discovery Freelancer, and uh, which I guess counts. That counts, right? Yeah, I guess that one counts. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've, to, we've also. I guess. Wow, that does count. Yeah, um, it does count. Uh, it's a it's a mod of a yeah, single player game. I guess? That that it's a mod of a single player game that's turned it into an MMO. Uh, so, currently, our fascination is with EVE Online. And, uh, what was Oh, should... and Vendetta. Did you say Vendetta? I missed Oh, it. no, we didn't do an MMO thing of Vendetta. We didn't do a meetup of Vendetta. Oh, I guess we just had him on the show. We had him on the show, but we haven't done a meetup because none of us want to pay for that. Uh, well, I don't anyway. Wow. Well, I've got it on Android, so I, it, it's, like, free on my console. I haven't uh, had to pay for it. Oh, that's true. Um... So we have talked about a lot of games. We have covered a lot of games. But we wanted to talk about the genre as a whole, where it succeeded, where it's failed, where what we've liked, what we haven't liked. Um, so I thought, uh, we were talking about this earlier today, we should define what an MMO is. Because we were actually debating this earlier. Like, what, what constitutes an MMO to the point where is like something like Planet Side <laughs> an MMO or something like uh, StarCraft an MMO and so we had to really we had to narrow it a bit didn't we um, yeah well well, when looking at it um, you look at like the massively multiplayer online gaming scene and there are definitely some games that have like levels of progression yeah and so you look at um, StarCraft's co-op section. There's definitely like a leveling up, and there's a there's a progression system there. And a lot of people play it, but not a lot of people play it at the exact same time, like in the yeah. same map universe thing. Yeah. That's, Although, yeah. Sorry. 
there is like um like um almost like an MMO uh, RPG arcade thing that's in there. Like someone made what? Yeah. Well, cause, okay. So like with Starcraft, there is the arcade, and there there can be player made games, mini games, all kinds of stuff. There's like tower defense stuff that you can do, all using StarCraft assets. There's a third person um, like shooter that someone made out of that. And I'm pretty sure someone made a uh, really unique MMO in there as well. Hmm. But that doesn't really... Uh, quite count, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when really trying to refine the massively multiplayer gaming scene, I think some, some things that can kind of get close to that but still don't quite make it were Fractured Space and um, Dreadnought. Definitely honorable mentions, but not quite the same. Yeah, because those are definitely more in the uh, kind of match-based kind of multiplayer thing, which we're not really talking about. Really, like I think, like and and here's a here's an interesting thing because we brought up Star Control, not Star Control, Star Command. What is it? Star Command? Star, Star Conflict. Conflict. Thank you, God. So many Star C something <laughs> games. Um, Talking about space games, it's going to have Star something in the title, probably Star or Void. Or, or, void, or void, yes, or Void. Um, so the last time I played Star of Conflict, it was purely match-based. And so I didn't think it would apply. But then I read they added some kind of... They added some kind of open-worldy thing to it. Has anyone played that? Have any of you guys played um, that at all? I think, yeah, I think that that's true. You have, I think you have to get to level 5, and then the open-world stuff kind of makes itself available. Yeah, okay. I've played it. It's, the thing is, it makes itself available, but it does not make itself survivable Uh, (laughs) do tell well it's just like hey go through that gate and retrieve a black box from a thing and you jump through the gate and the enemies are like oh hey noob pow and you're dead hey the echo is real by the way yeah you are echoing just a little bit Brian I am yeah, like whenever I'm talking, I can hear myself coming through every now and then. But that's it's it's only in Discord. Oh, jeez, oh it's so weird. Hang on, it is. I had that. But anyway, s- I thought I had that set up properly. Uh, la 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 la. Screw, we're doing it left. Well, in the in the meantime, I, in Corp Chat, I have linked the station where um, I have a special surprise waiting for you. So if you want to set destination and come over here. I don't see this in corp chat, sir. You, uh, you, um, logged oh, on after. Been late. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You've already seen it, though. Oh. You need to get your carrier out and wiggle it around. Well, pull, pull, pull my carrier down and, yeah. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm heading over there. I'm in my little mining yeah, barge, so just give me a second. Actually, don't go there. Too late. <laughs> well, I mean, you go to that system, but just don't go to that station. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Okay. Is there still an echo coming in? No. Yes. God. Barely. It's better. It's it's intermittent now. So sounds okay now. I'm not hearing myself. I don't know what's going on. 
Um, hello, Shivani, over on YouTube. Uh, so I guess we include Star Conflict because it has kind of an open world thing. But we we uh, we we oh okay yeah we'll accept your fleet thing. Um, ooh, fleet. And the thing it says flee. Um, <laughs> but um, what can I say? So so yeah, the thing is, it's kind of sad, like. Space, you would think, is ripe for MMOs, but it seems like there's just a fraction of the amount of space MMOs compared to fantasy, which is kind of sad. Well, I mean, maybe, considering the list that we compiled today, I'm not 100% sure anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess compared to the, the, the all of the offshoots, the weird, like, indie MMOs, the... Because there's 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 a lot more MMOs out there than I think people really realize, but oh a lot God. of them are just not mainstream or as popular. Um, then you also have a lot of the ones that are no longer around, but you have some that have been around for like forever, like EverQuest and uh, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Yeah, but so so is Eve Online. Eve Online is technically older than WoW. Um, That's true. Didn't WoW come out in two thousand four? Yeah, and Eve was in 2003. Yeah. And, of course, EverQuest is older than that. Though. I think EverQuest was 2003 as well, or 2002. And then you have maybe. Ultima Online, which goes back to, like, what? To uh, I thought Ultima was 1999. I could yeah. be wrong. Jumpgate came out in 2001, so that's even older. But it's still not officially running, so that doesn't really count. Um, um but yeah, you would you would think that the genre would have more popular type stuff. I guess I guess to kind of recount what we have that's actually out there that is technically popular, you've got Eve Online, you got Star Trek Online, you have Star Wars the Old Republic, which counts in this genre because there is the, the space combat element to it as well. And those uh, are kind of really like your big current ones that are like really popular and current. You can throw yeah. Warframe in there as like just underneath of that. I would I would assume. Yeah, but those are the ones that you'll see TV commercials for. You know, like World of right. Warcraft. You'll see. Or yeah, you'll see more ad- advertising. Elite Dangerous, you know, is on yeah. there somewhere. But like, I don't I don't know if I can technically call it um, a traditional MMO more that it's just like it is a shared space with a lot of people, but it's a shared space that you don't really do much in. Um, and that's and I'm trying to be cynical. I'm just like that's kind of the state of where it's at, um, which is fair. But then you've got a lot of people who have tried to keep them alive because there's not too many new ones coming out, such as Earth and Beyond. Uh, the the multi-variants of um, Star Wars Galaxies, because you have all the different communities making Star Wars Galaxies servers. Uh, you got Jumpgate. And then uh, I see you put a Legions on here, Brian. Yeah, that's, that is an MMO that is actually still running. Do, do any of you guys know anything about it? Because I sure don't. Yeah. yeah play it, it quite a bit. But it, yeah. it kind of falls in the... Uh, it's like an RTS, right? But with human units. So there's one person that actually plays the commander and he sees like an RTS view and he'll set waypoints and objectives and stuff. And he researches technologies and, you know, we'll send like resource ships out to do whatever. It's, it's almost like one guy's playing home world, right? 
but all the other ships flying around are human controlled. So he can put a waypoint, but he can't actually make the ship go there. So he just now that's interesting here. So that's kind of like a natural selection, except for a exactly. space MMO. It is exactly oh. natural selection in space. Yep, um, and it's up on Steam free now. But I don't think they've got a huge population or anything. No, um, yeah, I, they, the uh, the people who are behind it who own the source code allow them to go be like, "Hey, do on go on Steam, do what you want." And like they're like, "Really? Oh my god!" Um, but yeah, that that was by Microsoft. Microsoft actually, and that came out around the same time Jumpgate did. Uh, I think around yeah, and the team that made that moved on to Windows Mobile afterwards. Are you serious? So they got they got out of games. Yeah, I talked to the dude at E3 for a while. Oh no, that's that's yeah. So of... that was their last game project. They were, they were just like, yeah, we're gonna shift over and do this thing. Oh, so man. if you ever, if you ever had a a compact iPack, what you know, like pre iPhone iPhone kind of thing, they made that. Oh gee. <laughs> Hey, uh, so Brian, if you want to, in that fleet window, right-click on my name and say Warp 2, and then Warp to me. Oh, okay. Let me bring in my drones. One second. Turn to drone bay. They weren't really doing much damage to whatever this thing was. Blood revenant. So you're going to warp to our uh, Asbel that's out here. Okay, so Warp It is a large uh, engineering complex. Okay. I'm warping to member. Bye bye, little blood relevant, relevant, whatever. I don't. I can't say it. Um, For viewing pleasure, I've put a picture of the iPack in the stream chat. Oh right, I wanted those. I wanted one of those so bad back in the day. Oh my god, I wanted one of those so badly. I know it was so better than a Palm Pilot. (laughs) (laughs) It was color. Wasn't just green. Right. Yeah, it was, um, and then it was Windows CE, which was the same thing that Dreamcast was running, strangely enough. Well, that's certainly a big ship, Hunter. It's a big ship yes. you got there. <laughs> this is a this is a capital class ship. Uh, it's a Galente carrier. Long, Dude. long ship. <laughs> long, long man. <laughs> if you guys ever get a chance, just look that up it's a, on YouTube. It's, it's a, a serious, Japanese commercial. It's, it's the really craziest. Thing. Yeah, there's like I don't know ten commercials and it makes up a whole long sequence. story. It's, it's a total storyline. There's a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah, there's a beginning. I, I felt like I binge watched six minutes. It's got an M Night Shyamalan twist at the end. So oh my yes. god! I, I felt like I, I felt like I was binge watching Netflix when I was watching <laughs> that thing. It was just like, oh my god! I watched a whole season of this. They got a whole concise minutes. story into six minutes. It was really impressive. Like there I need, ups, I need were more of that. Actually, like <laughs> if you could take like an entire season of. Uh, I, I don't know, like uh, Silicon Valley, right? And like bake it down to ten minutes. Just, just give me the give me the highlights because I don't want any of the stupid. And it's like I could binge watch an entire season of that show in ten minutes. That would be like great. Super injecting like media. But yeah, anyway, exactly. it's like I know kung fu. <laughs> yeah. Keanu over here. So yeah, so this is a capital ship. Um, there are three types of. Uh, capital ships, if you want to call them types. 
Um, you have your industrial capital ship, which is uh, the Rorquals, um, and those things uh, really are for massive industrial fleets in low sec, null sec, and wormhole space. Then you have your regular capital class ships, which consist of carriers, dreadnoughts, and force auxiliaries. Mm-hmm. Um, force auxiliaries are kind of like a carrier variant, but they're not really uh, a carrier. More, more, they're like support craft. They're like they're like capital class support ships. So if you want to talk about like logistics, that's what uh, those force recons are, whatever they're called. Not force recon. I forget what they're called, but anyway. Then you have your super uh, capital class ships, which consist of super carriers and titans. Mm. Um, and those things can only be docked in Keepstar class citadels. So, but so uh, this is just a regular old carrier. Uh, he can do cool little things like um, launch fighters. Launch fighters. But yeah, that was like the best part of Star Control Two. <laughs> Launch fighters. So these are these are my fighters. Um, oh, wow. These things uh, do a combined. Well, what, I think their DPS changed because my skills went up. I think they do a combined DPS of uh, like twenty two hundred DPS. They don't even show up on the thingy. I can't even select them. Uh, you you can't see them on the overview. I can't see them on the overview. Oh, uh, you just don't have fighters selected in the overview. Oh. If you if you go to your all tab. If you have an alt tab, um, that should show everything. And then uh, you can pick them there. And once you got one picked, then you can go to your other tab and tell it to show on the overlay. It'll bring it in there. I do not. I'm not going to go through that. I have like a whole super swank overlay I could share to you. That's okay. Okay. Not later. Uh, yeah, so, uh, um, so we were talking about the early days of MMOs. Uh, let's. I, I want to talk about what the first MMO, the space MMO we all played, and like maybe what our favorite is. So, um, so Jim, we'll start with you. What would you say is the first like space uh, MMO that you played? Uh, legit MMO that was in space. I would have to say Earth and Beyond. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like EverQuest was a thing, and then they yeah. made EverQuest with spaceships. But it's true. it was still like my spaceship looks like an elf. Okay, <laughs> it, it was very much the EverQuest classes in spaceship form, and the the best thing was they had like that steaming space broccoli that you'd fight. That was my favorite <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, that 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 they uh, threw little glowy orbs at you. Yeah, I just remember it was like it looked like broccoli, and then it would like pulsate and like fart out like fog out of its vents and you know it was just oh god that game was stupid but fun but yeah it didn't stick with me for very long that's for sure yeah that one i played it too Uh, i took a break from jump gate to play it and while it was fun at first it was like why am i doing this after a while like the the mid late game just wasn't very good yeah so like after you got to a certain point you're like Eh, <laughs> why am I still doing this? What's the point? I'm gonna go back to jump gate. Um, now, what would you say is your favorite spacey MMO? I have no favorite because they are all weak. 
Okay. And I can't well. say, well, this is my favorite. I can say, like, my least disappointed in. Okay. <laughs> but, That's fine. Um, but honestly, uh, I would say for for all the bitching that I do about it, it's it's elite because elite actually feels like you're flying something around. Mm. You know, it's like, man, when, when you're like sliding a, an anaconda out the dock and you're, you know, like it, it's just it's got that that tangible thing to it. And if the rest of it would just come together, you know, like mm. meaningful market quest system that you care about, you know, actual rewards. OK, so so here's a big thing. Standard MMO thing. You kill an enemy, they drop loot. You take the loot. You either use it or sell it or whatever. Um, there's nothing in Elite that drops anything useful except for like engineering materials and crap. Yeah, that just irritates them. Which is crap which out. is funny because they want to be an MMO. Yeah, so it's like, hey, this guy had cool guns on him, and some of those guns actually popped off when he blew up, and I can scoop them up and then go put them on my ship. And they might be like, you know guns plus one or something that I would have had to engineer otherwise. Right. Kind of very much like in Eve, you know, it's like I kill a ship and there's a 50, 50 chance of each component exploding or being in the rack. Right. Yeah. It's really weird that elite, even though it wants to be an MMO, doesn't have a lot of the trappings of MMOs. Yeah. But I would say, honestly, it has the best potential yeah. Not that I actually trust them to get there. The other game that has far even better potential is Star Citizen, if oh. that ever happens. But, dude, <sighs> did you see my post about the procedural fried eggs? I saw that you posted it. I have not seen... Um, yes, they they have got a system in there for cooking. Wait, wait, and that's for Star Citizen? procedurally generates fried eggs, yes. What? Yeah, they have like a 10-minute demo of frying an egg. What? And then they're like, well, let's fry a different egg. And look, see, this egg doesn't look like the first egg because it's procedurally generated. What? And and if you cook it too long, it gets too brown. And, oh, you can burn your eggs. And then what? they're like, hey, let's make pork and beans. I'm not shitting you, man. What? That video is like an hour long, and it's just like, here, let's cook this. Let's make some hash browns. Let's. I, I, you're serious. And I'm like, is this where the money went? Yeah, dude, go and go and pick uh, a. I don't know. I I don't know if it. I I don't know if I can because it sounds like it would make me cry. It's like we don't need that in a game. There's there's fidelity, and then there's just too much fidelity. I, I know, right? It's like if they had just shipped spaceships, they would have been done years ago. But may- everything else, they're they're trying to recreate reality inside of CryEngine, and it just doesn't work. But yeah, I was I was talking to one of the guys that used to work at Crytek, and and I was just like, "So how's that going?" Oh, and he, and he worked at Cloud Imperium too, right? And then, and had left, and he's working on his own thing. I won't name names, but he was just like, I, "I'm like, well, what's going on with it? Like, do you still talk to those folks? Or are they making?" And he's yeah. like, "Dude, here," and he sends me the link to the procedural fried eggs, and I'm just like, "Are you shitting me?" And he was not. And that's all I got, man. When that game, when you watch a stream of it and it doesn't do bug out stuff and it looks good, (laughs) 
it's sorry, fucking amazing. But when then, you, when you then, when you said that, I'm just remembering the Willy Wonka elevator, yes. like in the spaceship. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, it's like you watch a Star Citizen video and then you know, like, yakety sax is going to kick in at some point and then things are going to start doing backflips. Yep. Everything's better with that. But, yeah. Okay. Seriously, if, if though, they would just if, get it together, man, yeah. they could. If you, guys, if you guys haven't seen it, there is this great glitched video of Star Citizen. It's where so funny, you guys. Guy it's so He's funny. He's getting on an elevator with oh, his yeah. rover, and it, over top of it's playing the scene from Willy Wonka where they're like in the Wonka Vader getting ready to push the button. So the guy pushes the elevator button and it starts going up, but then the rover falls out and the elevator just keeps going up through the ship and just up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I've watched that video like ten times. It it doesn't get old. Yeah, um, that video was amazing. Just keep an eye on that. Look, look for that. Look, look I've, we'll post it somewhere because it's so. You know, that great. game is the gift that keeps on giving. Whether they finish it yeah. or not, we're going to get plenty of laughs out of it. So, Jim, before we get to the others, because we should talk about this, you said that a lot of MMOs have disappointed you. How so? Yeah, it's well because none of them actually do all the things right with no jank, right? It's like Earth and Beyond, right? You lost interest in that because it was just like, okay, hey, man, cool, I'm playing a space. I'm, uh, well, it's kind of like EverQuest, but all the things that make EverQuest interesting aren't here. But there's kind of the skeleton of it. I'm not interested anymore, right? And then, like, Elite, there, there's, you know, inch deep, 10 miles wide. Uh, I just, I've seen everything at this point. You know, and and it's just like not interested. There's there's just no carrot on the stick for me. Star Citizen, uh huh. And you know, like what what other games? Well, Star Trek Online. I cannot stand the ground combat. I would play the space stuff all day. You get to the ground stuff, and I'm just like, well, gotta go. (laughs) I just I can't do it to myself, man. I can't. you know, and, and it's it's just things like that, right? Where it's like all these games are like fifty to eighty percent great, and then there's that fifty to twenty percent that is just I eject, I can't. Um, you know, and it's like even even with Elite, I had a hell of a t- or not Elite uh, Eve, I had a hell of a time getting my head around this game yeah. just because it was like too much all at once, right? Yeah. Like the you know the fire hose is real, and then once I got it. And it's partially because of a lot of things that they've added in that are convenience things that that make it playable to me. Um, but the usability factor is finally in there. Um, if you're gonna, it, you know, it doesn't have spaceships that you fly, but if you're gonna count like Warframe, that's my favorite MMO. That's a sci-fi thing. Well, it, we 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 kind of did, and mainly because of the fact that in order to get you around, you do have that spaceship that you're on that you do upgrade. So it's like the spaceship is your house. Even though you don't actually fly the spaceship, it is like what you live on. It's what you upgrade. It gets you from A to B. Yeah, it's it's a thing. But still, I, I just, mm, I don't know. So so for, for the sake of this show, I count Warframe. Okay, I, I so yeah, Warf- see it. Warframe, 
Warframe does nothing that offends me, and everything <laughs> that it does is fun. There, and, there's there's only one thing about Warframe that does get under my skin every now and then, and that's the um, repetitiveness of some of the combat. Mm. Yeah, which which yeah. it is repetitive, but you know it, and the grind is real, but you know it's it's at least grind. See that that's the thing, right? So you're grinding, but that is because they have barriers. Okay, yep. so it's like in in elite, there's no barrier. It's like oh, I see that star, I can go there. Right? There, there's nothing that prevents me from going over there. But the content there is not going to be any different than the content here. So why would I go there? That's the problem. Whereas in Warframe, it's like, oh, well, uh, currently I'm on Mars, and then the next place I go is Saturn. And to get from Mars to Saturn, I have to grind out you know, the path around the map to get there. And then I have to be able to beat the boss and get over there. But when I get there, then the difficulty is going to ramp up, which also does not happen in Elite because everywhere you go is just the same as everywhere else. Um, it's just all dangerous. Yeah, but whenever I whenever I get to new uncharted territory for me, then there's new content, right? So I get to Saturn, and all the maps are different. And then I grind out all that stuff on Saturn, and then I go to, like, Neptune, and all the maps are different. So it does continue to evolve, but sometimes if if you're grinding around in one place for a while it gets a little tedious, but then, but the other thing is you can get in the queue. Like if you have friends that are elsewhere, they can drag you to planets that you can't access yourself. As long as somebody in the group has access to it, they can queue a mission and you, and you can see stuff, you know, like you can run 10 missions, see 10 different planets if you want. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the, the, it's got some real money transaction, but there's no absolute need to do it because you can get everything in the game from just playing the game and it doesn't feel like you have to grind harder. It's it's just mm-hmm. like I can play and grind a modest amount and get the thing or I can just throw money down and have it. And but if I grind for the thing and I get it and I don't need it cuz maybe I've already got it or I'm just not interested in it, I can go to the auction house and sell it for that actual real money. So there's, you know, like in, in uh, EVE, how people plex their account, you could do the same damn thing in Warframe. It's just like, I'm playing Warframe, I'm selling all these parts that I get, and that pays for my premium account because I've got the platinum and then I activate, you know. So there's plenty of people that do that. Um, and, and I think, as many other outlets have said, Warframe is the one free-to-play game that actually gets it right. Uh, everybody needs to look at that model and emulate it, and then the world will be a better place. <laughs> I think I think I think Eve does a pretty good job with their free to play model, though. They do pretty decent, yeah, because it's it's like once you once you get your head around how to make money in the game, making money in the game is not that bad, especially like if if you use all of the things that are at your disposal. You know, if you're if you're playing the store. Um, you know, it's, it's like you basically just have to know what you're doing, right? But it takes friends to to kind of do that. Right. But it's a combo of mining, buying and selling things, doing a little bit of manufacturing, and going out and running missions. And that's why I don't get bored in, in Eve, is because well, that and the constant threat, right? Is is just like you got to be constantly looking over your shoulder 
which makes any game a lot more interesting. Um, it can it, also it can also fatigue you too at times too because there, there's just a lot happening all at the same time. Yeah, and that's that's why I enjoy life in the pipe up here because very rarely do I have to worry about that crap, especially if I'm in a high sex system. I just do my thing. But man, if I'm over in air, mm-mm. I've I've been killed a couple of times over there, so it's it's like I don't fly into air with anything I can't afford to lose. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's getting better though because there there's been like a huge. Alliance that we're friendly to that moved in there. Uh-huh. It's like every day I go in there, there's like 20 people that are blue to us, and I'm like, well, <laughs> there's a fleet in here if I ever need them. <laughs> but anyway. So let me ask you this, Jim. You're talking about MMOs and, and ones that didn't do it for you and ones that, that like are close, but you know, the there's been various iterations of the galaxies over the years. So would you say any one of those variations of Star Wars galaxies ever got close or not very much like the latest and greatest. If you go over to legends and play, that's the closest that it gets, but I still can't stand it because it's just so janky. It's, it's clunky. It's nasty. And, and I played it up to the point where, all right, I got a land speeder and I'm kind of on my own now and I'm not being led around by the nose. So I got to go find some content. And then I started like driving around, and I'm like, "Oh, here's a player city. I'll I'll look around there." And it's just like, "Wow, here's a million houses that all look the same." And I don't I don't know what to do. And at that yeah. point, I was just like, "There's no direction here. There, you know, I I need to get the carrot back on the stick, and there's no easy way to do it. I have to, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking too hard to find it. And and it's just like." I just really don't like the look and feel of this enough to to continue. So I just kind of yeah, gave up. The, the the thing with Legends is looking for the mission terminals, and then if you want to do like any of the Galactic Civil War nonsense. So if you stick if you stick to those, your content's going to be there. But if you try and just like venture out into the wild, you're going to get lost super stupid fast. Yeah, and it, and it was like I found a player city, but there was nothing to do. Yeah, that, but that's that's the thing. Like player cities aren't really necessarily meant for you, like to be places for outsiders of the city to do anything. If right. you're a member of the city, there's like some things in there that you can kind of do and manage. But like if you just venture into another random player city, there's really not a lot meant for you. Yeah, and that's sort of a failing because the goal in a player city should be to attract commerce from the outside eventually. Well, yeah. Yes, like, yes and no. So you like, set it up to sustain itself and then you want to draw people in. Well here's here's what I mean. Like player cities are, are good for one thing and that is being outlets. So like you you know you go to like a player city there's going to be like 15 outlet malls and like everybody's selling something from a whole bunch of like NPC like AI guys just standing there waving at you. And so you go up to one of like the waving C3PO's that's standing in a booth somewhere and he's got all, like all kinds of stuff that you can like peruse and buy. That's what like player cities are more meant to service the economy than they are meant to service like content such as go here and defend our city from X thing or go here and do this. Now, if you want to like do those things, you have to join groups that like do that kind of stuff already, but doing it solo, like if you're going to be a solo player, if you're going to play it like in a small group, stick to the NPC cities, uh, stick to 
the space combat missions, stick to running all the quests and stuff like that. Because in Legends, in order to progress in Legends, it's not like where it was before. In order to progress, you actually have to do the quest lines in order to gain experience, in order to level up. It's very much Legends that very much became WoW, but with a Star Wars skin. Okay. I think that's partially why I, when it was live, the live version, I think partially the reason why I liked Star Wars Galaxy so much was because of its complexity. Because I love to shoot myself in the foot for playing complex games. Like Eve. <laughs> right, and uh, and you you enjoyed um, Galaxies quite a bit. Would you say that's your second favorite, Hunter? Well, uh, I'm... I guess if it was if it was still alive today, I might be more inclined to actually like get back in and play it for real. Um, I, I, I like the emulated communities out there, but there's there's nothing really consistent with it at the moment that really drives me to want to keep playing them um, because a lot of them want to go and add their own new content to like add new life to them. And that's ambitious and admirable and like a worthy goal for those communities, but it's not what I want to do. Um, so you're saying it's like, it's like a relationship where it's like, you know, I've decided that I love the idea of you, but I don't love you. Kind of. So, Right. Yeah, I mean like in a sense, like I love the idea of Star Wars Galaxies for what it was, but not what like what the communities are doing with it necessarily. And I'm like I'm not opposed to it, but I just feel like th- those communities might be making creative decisions that I don't necessarily agree with when it comes to what I loved about the game per se, or adding content or items or things in the game that I just don't feel like should have been in the game. But that's just a personal preference. Now that's just that's not to say that they shouldn't do those things. It's just that's not what interests me. So, um, but you know, the the first I would actually say the first MMO I ever played was Star Wars Galaxies. Wow. Um, I tried at one point to play Earth and Beyond when it first came out because I saw that damn trailer for Earth and Beyond and I was like, that looks amazing. Hmm. <laughs> Um, it's like the intro video to the game. If you remember the intro video to the game, that was essentially the trailer that they showed, and I was like, that looks so cool. Um, but I didn't actually play Earth and Beyond until it was gone, and I played the emulated version, which um, I find certain joy in it. Um, it's limited, but it can be fun. Um, so, yeah, the first first one I ever played was uh, was Galaxies. Um, the second MMO that I ever did, I'm trying to think of like MMOs and me weren't really a, a popular thing. I think the second MMO I actually ever did try was Eve back in 2000, <sighs> maybe 2005. I made like a trial account, uh, but 2000, 2007 for sure was when I made like a character that I still have. Hmm. Um, I did. I did try WoW at one point. I did get into WoW for a little bit a period of time, but that's not really space stuff. But I would say, I would say my favorite MMO though, obviously, is Eve. Um, I'd say if if it was still alive, it would probably be be Galaxies. But I think of the live games that are out there, my, my second favorite is 
a, a real freaking toss up at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoy the mini games. There's some some mini games in Star Trek Online that I actually really enjoy. Um, so that's probably going to be be my my second favorite. Although um, I am looking forward to Dual Universe and their continual development. Um, I'd really like to see what uh, what kind of happens from there. They recently launched a video that showed a bunch of like player created content from some of their alpha testing and it's some really impressive stuff that they've got going on with that game and it's being touted as like the best parts of EVE Online and Space Engineers rolled into one so kind of curious about that I'm insanely curious about it but it, it I worry it's too ambitious I I do have concerns that it's too ambitious but I don't think it's going to do the star citizen thing, right? Where star citizens start off with like, this is what we're going to do. And then they just kept adding features that they wanted to implement that were never uh, like, they say were part of the original idea, but they never stated them in their original sales pitch. If that means, you know, just like you guys never said this, like who wants simulated cooking eggs? Like who cares? Um, I mean, that would make sense in a cooking MMO. If that were the, And and you know what? That could actually be fun if that you know, could that be was fun. your thing. Welcome to the cooking network online. Well, uh, I mean, you know, an Iron Chef kind of thing, uh, competition wise. That would actually and make it's sense. all it's all VR only though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the thing with Dual Universe though that I've been seeing, especially since we've we had um we had the, the, the lead of Novacork, you know, the founder of Novacork on our show and got to talk to him. And all the things that I've been reading with on their forums and on their site don't look like what Star Citizen's doing. It doesn't have that feature creep vibe to it. Right. It's very much they're trying to get the mechanics down right. They're trying to get their systems in place that they, they want to make the game functional. They're trying to get all of those things because they already have kind of the base idea of what they want. You know, there's got to be a market in there, so they got to get their market together. There's going to be resources that have to be mined, so you got to figure out how they, you know, so they're, they're doing all of those things. And then all of the, all of the structures for the most part and all of the spaceships and all that kind of stuff, that's all going to be made by players, you know, like there's going to be blueprints that you can make from sell blueprints for your ships. And then other people can like build your ships based on your blueprints. And, you know, it's just a very, it's a wholly different type of type of ambition that I think is way more achievable than what star citizen is doing. Star citizen should have switched engines like three years ago. I think they should have focused on the um, single player first. Honestly. Well, that that too, but I'm just saying like in general, I think that they, as Jim put it, they were trying to put, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag and they had to kind of make the bag bigger. And so they, they, they they've warped and molded and done their own thing to make their own engine to essentially make make the game function but it doesn't you know so i don't i don't ever see that game being functional for another five years at least and if and 
God, who who knows what's going to happen with that freaking thing? Right. Which Look. which is which is a which is a sad thought process when you think about it because I backed that game. Oh yeah. Forever, forever and a day ago, and I feel like it's going to be like you know, come the time I'm you know seven years from now and be like, oh, I remember when I backed that game ten years ago. <laughs> Uh, look! Look in the stream chat. And we've all moved on by then. I gotta buy one of these on Amazon. This is great. What is it? This this thing. Looks it's like an ass. It's an astronaut shaped egg mold. Yeah, the other one. It's an egg cup, but it's a but it's a space Aww. robot. It's like Robbie the robot is an egg cup with a space helmet on. But the video above that is the procedural egg cooking in Star Citizen. Well, I found a wormhole and I'm in it and it's kind of terrifying. So I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> There's lots here, though. The yolks will continue all night. So, um... Spaz, I'd like to talk to you about uh, MMOs because you are currently not playing any. You have, you have pretty much shut down in terms of um, shut yourself down in terms of MMOs. Uh, yeah, and I'd like yeah, to know. I, I took a break for the last two years from MMOs, pretty much. Why is that? Why did you take a break? What was the impetus? Of that? Uh, well, part of that is uh, my my current situation is such that. Games I can't pause aren't necessarily easy for me to play. That's part of it. Oh, uh, okay, okay, right, right. Um, the other part of it is, uh, well, now, up until last year, uh, I actually spent a couple of years as a game moderator for uh, a browser-based MMO called Mush. And uh, last year, actually... Uh, a year ago from this month, uh, I actually resigned from my position there, and I had been—I basically have burned out. Uh, I've played actually the first one I played since you asked the question earlier was the game Mankind, and some of you may remember that. Uh, played a few months of that, but I didn't really play any others up until Battlestar Galactica Online's beta. I got in. Into that closed beta, and uh, that was not a bad MMO that. for a browser-based game. That was a pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty solid MMO. Right, I noped out of that uh, not long after they introduced the cash shop, and started to charge uh, real money transactions for better ammo. Now, this is. The, the reason why I noped out was because this ammo was something that you could only buy. You couldn't loot it at the time. I don't know if that changed at all, but at the time, you couldn't loot it. You had to actually buy it. And it was significantly better, which literally made it pay to win. Because those people who had the cash shop ammo were doing a lot more damage than the people who weren't. And if you were outmatched, well, you have an impetus to buy, don't you? So that was the point where I noped out. Yeah. And you just haven't gone back at all. Uh, I, I did play uh, STO for a few years in mm. the time in between. Uh, but I, I suppose if I were going to go back to an MMO uh, at, at this point, STO would probably be it. But uh, 
that's just not happening anytime soon. Now, why that one? Out of sheer curiosity, I know, I know you uh, you you love Star Trek as much as the rest of us, but yeah, what, that, that's the main reason actually. Uh, uh, the space combat was great. Um, uh, ground combat, I have to admit, is significantly better than it was earlier in development. So it's not great. It's not where I want it to be. But what it's in, in Star better. Trek? Yeah, in Star Trek, it's better yeah, than it's, it was. It's progressed from where I originally. I wanted to cut my wrists vertically, and now I just want to cut them across. So, <laughs> you know, I have a chance to survive. It's, it's less painful now. It's still painful, but yeah, yeah. I was dabbling. I was dabbling in it because um, I because I I still play it from time to time, and it's it's not as ridiculous as it was, but it's still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I I you guys have been playing it a lot lately, so I kind of need to get back into it. But, uh, well, there's a couple of us that are playing. I, I, we do have, for those that are listening that are interested, we do have a, a fleet, a Space Game Junkie fleet in Star Trek Online, as well as there's a Corp in EVE Online for anybody who's interested. If there's any other MMOs out there that you guys would love to do Space Game Junkie-type organizations in, just let us know. We uh, don't mind. Right. I mean, even even if it's not necessarily space, like Guns of Icarus Online, we yeah. That, that caught our interest recently, and I don't know. Maybe we could go back into that. Yeah. Because we love if playing with our community, so if there's anybody right. in our community yeah. who wants to play, you know, just let us know. And that that game, uh, if we're going to talk about that, let's uh, – because there are a lot of games that do this. They're, they're kind of arena-based, so they're not really MMOs, but they have a meta game that kind of makes them – like. Would you? There, yeah. There's the 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 meta aspect of the factions in Guns of Vickers Online. You're right. when you're playing that, the the stuff that you do can either help or hurt the faction that you belong to. <laughs> right. 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 And uh, and I, yeah, you got that big world map, and then the leaders of the faction decide what areas they want to target, what areas they want the the faction to focus on. And then that's your metagame. So it's not necessarily everybody in the arena at once. It's every little game contributes to the cause, the war effort. Yeah, the problem is even though you can play that game single player, it's not as fun single player. Correct. Which yeah. is a real yeah, it, shame. It's, well, yeah, it's kind of like what, uh, like what um, Planet Side 2 does, right? What, I've actually never played Planet Side Two. What do they do? It's it's that like overall planetary conquest. But even though Planet Side Two is is pretty darn close to qualifying, it doesn't necessarily make it because there's not really a spaceship aspect. Mm-hmm. But there are large maps with tons of people who play in each round, um, and it's a conquest thing trying to conquer territory control essentially of these. You know, um, large maps, and you know they can last for quite a while. That's what I've heard. Uh, on a related note, I would totally play a command and conquer type game with that sort of meta element to it, like say taking the you know Renegade X model uh, or mm. or what was 
before that Command and Conquer Renegade, taking that arena map model and then adding the meta element to it that the battles you fight can actually influence the battle on the meta map. Yeah, now I I was I wanted to talk about because there are, we we I don't remember any names I'll be honest with you, but there are a lot of like these little br- top down browser based MMO things where you have a certain amount of points per day or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Where like you have a certain amount of action points per day, and it's not much was like speed that. up the clock. Much was like that, except you couldn't speed up the clock. Every you, you get action points every three hours real time, but then again, I, I should mention games could last for weeks. Sixteen players in an instance, and it, it could last for weeks on end before the the session ends. So, although you may not think of it as an MMO in that as in in that particular aspect, the fact that you had multiple ships in progress at once, and each crew of sixteen would be going through their journey at once. It was pretty massive, right? And still is, right? But um, yeah, there are a bunch of those little games out there that I've tried, and they just they just don't grab me for some reason, like at all. And I'm not even sure why it is. Like, oh, I could play a space game in a browser, you know? That should be like exciting, but it isn't, <laughs> you know. Like, I should be excited to be able to load something up at lunch, you know? But I'm not. So, what do you think our ideal MMO would have? You know? Like, well, let's think of it this way. What is, like, what would you say is the closest thing to your ideal? I'll take anybody's answer. Um, Star Trek Online with Warframe Ground Combat. There we Yay. go. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Because they already nailed space combat. Or even Elite Force ground combat. Oh, yeah. Like, why potentially, not? Potentially. Elite, Elite Force, I, I mean, I guess I guess Elite Force would be better because it's not as ridiculously fast-paced as, like, what Warframe could be. But, any, yeah, but- any anything that's anything but the built-in ground combat in that Yeah, because the, the ground combat is like, what if you were in the mall but there's no people there and you have a gun <laughs> and you're shooting mannequins that are dressed up like Klingons in Sears. That's what the ground combat's like. <laughs> and somehow you still die. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean... I mean, I, I, ideally, like STO is interesting because it's the conundrum of it's Star Trek, so you got to do the Star Trekky thing sometimes of actually going beaming down to planets and surveying shit. But at the same time, like sometimes you, you don't want to, you just want to go and you know fight Romulans in spaceships or you know. It would be acceptable if it was just like get out of your ship, walk around the space station, walk around the planet, and there is no questy crap going on it's just like here's just the world right like if you want to meet your friends or whatever there but and there yeah. is there is that yeah, you can do, uh, totally do that you can I mean, yeah. join your ship there, and there, there's a, there is there is a point to which you don't actually have to do the ground stuff anymore but that's after you've already like kind of gone through it once and then everything else after that is just fun space combat stuff and then you can like go to what is it club 74 whatever it is on earth space dock and you know yeah well i mean every planet every planet whereas 
it's an instance thing. It's like this mission is an instance. So if other people are doing the mission, you might see them. But it's not just like, hey, the planet is just like a city. Well, that's actually interesting because um, the the stuff in STO is instance. And I actually think that's great. Well, it is because then you're not – it's like you're on an away mission. You're not one of a 100 other people that are there exactly. running around talking to the same people. Oh, exactly. yeah. But what I'm saying, though, is like then that planet, after you do the mission that's on it, if you come back and land on that planet – you just land on a city on that planet and anybody else that beams down there can. So you could beam down anywhere and trade with the natives, right? Or whatever. Um, talk to people, get quests or something. That would be more interesting to me, but the way it is, it's like, go here and beam down and do this instance. And you can't do anything but that. So you're trapped. So you better just power through it. (laughs) It's like, God damn it. Yeah. As a side note, uh, there is the browser game Star Trek Alien Domain, and I did play a little bit of that, and I noped out because it was going to be cash shop, pay to win crap. Oh. And, uh, Isn't there that yeah. other that that other mobile MMO thing they have timelines? Uh, like there's that? timelines, yes, and I played that too. And yeah, that's again going to be pay to win. Um, that's that's pretty yeah. awful. Yeah. Well, I, 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 like I said, ideally, Star Trek Online's got some really great space combat. I, I would say that there's a, a few games that have some fun space combat. I mean, even Elite's got fun space combat. Um, it's just like the space combat doesn't feel rewarding, though. So, like, even though the combat situations itself are fun, the rewarding nature of it, and when you're done, it's not really there. So, like, doing it kind of becomes tedious because you're just like why am I even doing this? There's not really going to be a lot of reward for it. Um, but then there's also the like combat in Eve, although you're not necessarily piloting the ships like in a manual sense, I do like the pretty explosions in the combat, you know, nature and element of Eve online. But I think, I think ultimately if I was if I was to make a, a perfect space MMO, it'd probably be a Star Trek MMO with its current space offerings, uh, but maybe with some modifications. Because okay, so I would Eve Online with Warframe on the ground. Kind of, but no. I'm thinking like um, the thing that I think would be really cool with a Star Trek environment is not everybody's the captain of their own ship. Yes. Yeah. I what agree. if? Yeah. So, like, sure. pulsar kind of. Uh, right. Well, optionally, yes. so. Like, you could have another player yeah, drop in and be a crewman, or the crewman's an AI, and and they're interchangeable. At that point, it's like, right, yay, right, okay. yeah. Someone could take the the you know they they do drop in, drop out for the uh, taking over the AI. Because how cool would it be if Star Trek Online had the element of. I'm piloting the ship. Spaz is on the guns. Brian's trying to manage our shields because those consoles are there. It would be a much, much more interesting version of the virtual Star Trek bridge thing that we were playing. Yeah. As opposed to the Star Trek bridge crew. Yeah. Well, the thing that's... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the thing that's interesting about STO is that it's very much just like any other MMO where it's like, here's your... Here's your um, your skill bar, and so you have to use your skill bar in order to do the combat. So it's it's very much uh, an MMO that doesn't always act or feel like an MMO. If that makes any sense, um, right? Right. 
so there's that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of MMOs have come close to what we want, but none of them have really nailed it. And who knows? Star Citizen might. I doubt it. I, I mean... You know, I'm 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 gonna say this about Star Citizen. I'm gonna be that guy. I really don't think, even if Star Citizen is to finish, I really don't think it's gonna be the like the ultimate space game that we all want. I think it's still gonna have stuff that's wrong. I still think it's gonna have stuff that isn't gonna make it like the ultimate space game that we all really want. Yeah. What is? That's it's easy to be cynical, but it's. It's easier to be cynical in that case because of the development choices that have been made. Right. Huh. Not that we want to be cynical. (laughs) Just that the signs aren't good. I, I hate to say it, but. That's that's what it comes out no, to. No, the signs, the signs are, just are not good. The signs are terrible. You know, all Utterly all terrible. of these things, all of these things are great without content. You know what I'm saying? Like the the idea of having a giant bulk cruiser that can fit like 30 people in it is cool. But then, like, what are you supposed to use that in the game for? Um, you know, the idea of having some kind of fighter to be able to go and do things. Now, I know they're going to have quests and stuff like that, but like. It's at the end of the day, it's the Elite Dangerous thing. We all got so freaking excited about Elite Dangerous so and how excited. awesome it was, and then, and then we realized that there's nothing, there's nothing here other than what we see. You know, yeah. Well, Star um, Citizen, it's more like the content is in the hands of the players a little bit, which more, which I is kind of which is kind of like Eve, but at the same time, even Eve has stuff to keep the lone person busy until their friends come come back. Um, and I right, just because don't there's want, more to do than just grind for money. Like yeah, and I and I just don't want uh, Star Citizen to become the the same thing like Elite, where it's just like here's this big galaxy you can go and do stuff in. But like once you get to that next star system, like that star system, wh- what do you do there? So yeah, and, like and, imagine imagine Elite, where it's like I can't go to a space station and buy a part for my ship unless another human being actually manufactured it. And in order to manufacture it, somebody had to go out in the in the asteroids and actually shoot the asteroids and mine them. Well, well now you got a whole other thing. Now you got right. a real economy. Well, here's something about Star Citizen that I actually am kind of intrigued by, although it does make it the game seem more tedious, is like when you go to a space station to pick up cargo for a cargo mission, you physically have to go pick up the cargo and bring it back to your ship and load it into your ship and then get in your ship and then fly your ship away. Have, have, so you, li- like, have you listened to any of the criticism about Sea of Thieves where they're like, you spend as much time walking the cargo to and from your boat as you do playing anything else in the game? Are you serious? And it's like, yeah, you totally do. Because you can only carry one chest at a time. And it's like, well, I got five chests on the boat, and I have to carry them into the middle of the town to turn them in. So back and forth, back and forth. That <laughs> yeah. sounds that sounds and awful. It's like, well, that's a bad idea. Well, in theory, it sounds cool in execution. Uh, it's no, awful. It sounds well, pretty sea, bad. Sea of Thieves is huh. another thing. Like it's it's sort of MMO ish, right? But um, it it's kind of uh, like Guns of Icarus, sort of, where you have you know like four players on a boat kind of thing. And then you sail the boat around, and you might see other players, but there's a max of like 24 players on a server because it's 
console, so they do all that peer hosted stuff. Um, so you do that, and then there's like I don't know how many islands, a few, and there's basically three quest givers. So they'll be like, go here and dig up this treasure chest and bring it back to me. And then they will pay you treasure. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just dug up a treasure chest and I hand it to the guy and he gives me a portion of what was in it. Why didn't I just keep the freaking treasure chest? <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the only thing that you can do in the game is like with all the money that, that you get, the only thing you can purchase is cosmetics. It changes the gameplay not a bit. So the gameplay never alters. So it's basically, well, there's three missions to do, and I can just do them over and over and over, but there's no advancement from it. So I'm just having fun screwing around with my friends kind of thing. Um, And But, you know, the boat stuff is like Guns of Icarus, but that's if you find another boat. And if somebody else is actually, like, carrying cargo, they're definitely not going to want to fight you because you sink their boat. They lost that cargo that they spent hours trying to get. Jeez. So it just discourages everything. And that's really like all that's there. So it's like, well, here's the tech demo of a game, but they sell it as like a $60 game. And it's ridiculous. So there's a bit of a riot going on on the Xbox about that right now. That sounds really frustrating. Yeah. And and the people that are bitching about it, I'm like, well, you should play Stars or you should play Elite instead then. Oh, God. Don't tell them that. That'll fix it. Don't tell them that. At least yeah, in Elite, is, we don't have to. There is more to do. At least in Elite, we don't have to manually get a loader and load our ship. Well, <laughs> I would be totally happy with make your own fun, but I can't make anything. That's the problem. If I mm. if I could like, you know, go out mine stuff, take that material, build something, you know, out in space, then it's mine, and right. okay, now it's cool, but I can't. That it desperately needs that. I th- I think like there there is a a thing with MMOs where it's just like oh player housing and it's like why is that important? It doesn't really do anything for me, and yet it does because that gives me something else to do in the game and I can collect a bunch of other things that to somebody that doesn't have a house it's meaningless. But if I do right, then I can stash stuff there. But other than that, the house is kind of like the chest in Diablo, right? It's just like I run up and just empty my pockets into it. And Star Wars house is the same way. That's the most intriguing thing to me about Star Wars Galaxies, though, is if you ever take a tour through people's houses that have played the hell out of that game, and they their house is like a museum of Star Wars stuff, and you get to build it yourself, right? And that To me, that's the game. You're doing everything else to, like, put that bantha head on the wall or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like serious, serious, go, go on YouTube and look at, just look up star Wars houses, uh, you know, there's star Wars galaxies houses. And there's a bunch of videos of people showing off their bling. And the nice thing about it too, is unlike a game like, like Skyrim or any of these other games that are really cool, but they're single player only, uh, you know, Fallout 4, where you build elaborate stuff, but I can never show it to anybody. Well, here you sure can. You can have all your friends over for a tea party or whatever the hell they do in Star Wars land. Um, you know, it, it's it, that's cool, right? There, there would be no motivation to do it if I couldn't actually have other people walk around in that space. Right. Yeah. But yeah, someday, someday, they will, they will invent an MMO that actually does the right things for the right people. 
Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, and they'll call it the Oasis, and then they'll all run around looking like Master Chief. And have you seen that movie yet? I haven't seen the movie yet. I read the book. I have read the book, but I've not seen the movie yet. I've heard mixed things on the movie. You either love it or hate it. Which which movie? I'm sorry, I missed that. Ready Player One. Okay, so I saw it. Did you love it or hate it? Uh, I was indifferent. Yeah, I didn't now, realize it was a Spielberg thing. Well, he he directed it, but he didn't write the uh, the screenplay. Right, they they had the actual author of the book come and write the screenplay, and then he he was on yeah. the uh, Game Informer so podcast. This they week. had to. So so let me a little a little bit like about that real quick. So they had to um, change how certain events happened in the book in order for it to fit in the one movie time frame. Yeah. And so some people were really kind of pissed about that, who are like the book purists out there. I, on the other hand, was like able to separate film from paper and realize that although they are telling a similar story, they're 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 different in different ways, and some things you know because you're clearly not going to be able to one to one translate a book onto screen. You just can't. Like Lord of the Rings, right. you have to. You got to make concessions I, to the medium. Well, well, you know, and I'm a huge Lord of the Rings book fan, and I loved the Lord of the Rings book, but clearly they made some creative differences for the movies, even though they made three of them in order to make it all work. And I was okay with the way they handled it in the movie, even though it was different. So that's the same thing with like Ready Player One. Like, I do wish that they had uh, more '80s stuff in there. I don't feel like they had enough of the retro stuff in there, like it was in the book. But like other than that, I thought Ready Player One was was good. Yeah. Um, from from just like I mean I don't think it was like oh man that was great, uh, but it was good. Like you know there's definitely moments where you're gonna be like ah oh, dude that's you know that's a that's a freaking Gundam battling Mega Godzilla you know that's awesome like let's do that. So there's shit like that in there. So, yeah, it's it's like. Had Second Life actually continued to develop into something, we might have an MMO that was just like, uh, fuck it, anything goes, you know, because well, why not? Well, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely like that cross-platform idea of uh, a, a world in which anything goes, it's virtual reality, and they, you know, they talk about the Omni tracks that you can run walk on and all of the... Yeah. The fact that everybody just pretty much spends their entire life in this thing because the real world is crap. And um, well, what, what I found interesting about the discussion that they had with the writer was in the movie, they had different people accessing the the web different ways, right? Like one guy's got like a, a cockpit egg that he sits in that seals him in. And then the main character, like he, he starts out like sitting down playing it with a, with a game pad and his VR headset. But then, like, once he gets some money, then he's got, like, that, that treadmill, you know, omnidirectional treadmill thing. And then I guess he gets, like, a, a, no, he field, wasn't, a suit. He wasn't, he, wasn't using, he wasn't using a gamepad. Like, he had, he, had the track, he had the running pad from the get-go. Oh, did he? Okay. Well, I guess in the book, then, it was different or something. Because it was the author talking about it, so. I can't, I can't remember the full details from the book. I, there, there is like a progression because he does get like the full tactile like bodysuit that you can wear where you're like any kick, punch, and shot, you can feel it. Um, 
it was actually a really great moment when someone gets kicked in the nads and uh, he gets out of his like cockpit and he's walking around and like the, the his groin area is still glowing red on the on the, on the suit that he was wearing. It's yeah, it's, it's like, hey man, if you're gonna get it in combat, don't wear the suit. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, I thought I thought the translation to a film was good for for like how how they had to you know what they had to do and. The story that was being told, I felt like they did a good job. Okay, because my my fear would be that you sit there and you get like halfway through the movie and you're just like, all right, I'm over it, wrap it up. And apparently, it didn't. So that's cool. No, I mean, like special effects wise, it's cool. Like a lot of the Easter eggs are fun. This I actually liked the story. That I thought the story was was good in a lot of ways. Um, I could definitely see our world potentially going in that direction. I just hope the real world doesn't go to shit like it does in the movie. But, like, from a technology standpoint, how they handle things in the movie, I was like, well, like, I can see things going this way already. Although, you know, it, it troubles me the idea of living in a virtual world with a, a goggle headset thing on my face all the time. Ugh. Yeah, I feel like, that that would become an implanted thing really quick. Something, yeah. So, I, I mean, that's it's it's that's cool. Like it was good. AR, right? Is is like you get a little something that is uh, like a headband, and then it projects into your retina. You know, so you're not wearing like goggles. Well, they did the forage my yeah, visor. Yeah, Jordy. They did. They did the thing though that made me really chuckle, which was um, in the movie. Like, so when you play MMOs, you don't know who is on the other end of that can like this, the other screen, whether, whether the avatar is an alien, a male, a female, whatever it is, you don't know who's really on the other end. And so like, there's a moment like where the main character's like, I'm in love with this person. And then like his friends, like, man, that could be like, <laughs> like a 40 year old dude in his basement. <laughs> or something it's it's the guy from like, South Park. Yeah, you don't you don't know who that is. How can you say you're in love with that person? You don't know who, you don't know who it really is. I'm in love with the idea of you. <laughs> there you go, and it comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably where MMOs are going, isn't it? Like this full immersion. I'm I'm really not excited about VR, and uh, I think where it needs to go is let the players make the game. Just give us the world. And let us stick shit in it, and well, that's, we'll, we'll do it right. Because if I, we'll vote with our feet. If I don't like what this guy made, I'll just go to the next place down the street. Well, that's kind of what Dueling Universe was talking about doing. You know, that, like every 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 building, every ship, like everything in that game is going to be player driven and player made. Yeah, but just because I build it, if there's nothing to do in it, it it's like, like oh, well, nice building. Well, hold on a second. This is what I'm trying to get at, man. Like, because it's player-made content, the developer's not doing it, you're going to see people making X-Wings in this game. You're going to see people making, you know, Serenity. You're going to see people making, like, oh, God. that stuff's going to be in this game because people are going to be the ones making it, not the developers. True. By the way, since you bring up X-Wing and Serenity in the same sentence, did you notice that in the movie? Apparently, uh, yeah, the, they had is, the X-Wing flying is. with Serenity. Really? Uh, I don't remember seeing the X-Wing, but I do remember seeing the, the Serenity, yes. Yeah, you said there's, a, there's like the there's X-Wing, a very prominent, Serenity, there's a very and prominent Star Trek scene shuttle. Serenity. Very Ooh. prominent scene of Serenity. Uh, okay, because the author said that 
you know, he he was watching it because he didn't like direct all the special effects. So he said he sat and watched the movie like eight times, and every time he sees it, he sees different stuff in the background. Uh, that dude, he like didn't I know saw, I saw a Ninja Turtle run by for like half a frame. <laughs> I saw a Battle Toad run by in another half a frame. Some like there's a lot of stuff in, like Earth packed Orange into. Gemini. I, I I don't know, maybe, but like there's so much, especially in like the the big battle scene that's in the movie. Like you see so many things and you're just like, I gotta watch this again just to catch it all. Yeah, the Blu-ray is gonna be a real thing. Oh god, yeah. So Brian, have you seen Pacific Rim two? I have not yet. I guess we're off of MMOs and talking about movies. Nah. No, we're we're not. We just you know, tangents happen. You know. Procedural content. Tangents happen. I'm just trying to fry an egg here. Procedurally generated podcasts. Just trying to fry an egg here. Hey, that'd be kind of fun. A procedural generated podcast where we don't have a topic. <laughs> we just generate one as we go from, uh, what are those magnets? You know, those poetry magnets? They're just the words. You know, you use those to generate what your topic's we'll going to be use, as you we'll go. Use, we'll, use, we'll use the uh, text autofill feature. <laughs> Google, yeah. Topic. <laughs> yeah, Google autofill. Uh, like, let's let's come up with our topic. Well, I have to say, my um, the first MMO I really played, and still my favorite, is Jumpgate. But even though it's still running, it needs people. It 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 without people, it's nothing, which is really sad. Like, yeah, there are single player aliens to fight. But the, part of the fun of that game was getting together with other players and making a mining convoy. You know, yeah, see to me, the, the uh, it, it's like there's Vendetta Online and your game Jumpgate, and to me, it's like the same game. Yeah, but they're not. That Vendetta is more accessible, and there's more players. So I don't understand why you don't like Vendetta. Is it because of the it's, the flight physics or what? I, I've tried it. Three times now, and something about it just doesn't click. Like, I'll do missions, and I'll mine, and it just feels... I feel so disconnected from everything. You know, I feel like I'm not really in it. It's it's really yeah. strange. It's really there's, there's something that I've been trying to explore about what that is, because I, I can't seem to put my finger on it either. I, I can't either, and I don't exactly know what's going on. It's not a bad game. It, it, there's nothing actually, there's nothing like wrong with the game. It's just, it's, I just, I play it a while and then after about 10 minutes, I'm like, I could be playing something else right now. I could be playing yeah. Jump Gate right now. I could be playing Eve right now. Because I, I can't put 100% of my finger on it, but there's just something it's missing. I mean, it's it's well made. It's got a lot going for it. It's got other players. It's got missions. It's got a it's got a solid economy. You know, there's stuff to do. But like, I don't want. I don't care to do the stuff that's that's in there. I don't know. I I think I think part of the part of it is the transit. Like even. With Jumpgate's slowest ships, you never felt like you were spinning your wheels too fast you know, and barely going anywhere. I think I think you're getting onto something. Keep going. But with Vendetta, it's like, oh, there's the thing I have to go do. 
I feel like I'm moving so slowly to get anywhere. And okay, I, just, I think I think I think that's part of it. I think that you're right. The travel system in that game is very tedious. It takes oh my a god! Long time. And it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be, but it's like, oh god! It's like I, I feel. What's that scene in Up where he's going down the steps um, on the chair? See, I don't, I don't feel that because it's just like you get far enough from the station and then you jump. Yeah, no. but then, but then you don't just jump. You jump to a place that you have to transit to jump to another place that you have to transit. They have to, and and yes, that's the same thing in Jumpgate. But with Jumpgate, it never felt tedious. You always like felt you like, don't you don't you don't leave the system initially. Like when you make that first jump, you're probably making another jump within that star system. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To then hit another jump that'll take you to the next star system, and then you have to jump within that star system to get to the next star. So instead of like, oh, I'm only two systems away, you got to make six jumps. Yep. Yeah, that's that, true. You have to, you have to jump a lot. And it feels just so, like, I guess they're and faster. This isn't, sh- this, isn't like, this isn't like Eve where, like, you jump into a system, you hit warp, and you warp to the next gate, and then you jump through it, and then you warp to the next gate. This is like jumps, 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 and you're just like, God. Yeah, if you, had to, if you had to jump five times to get across an Eve system. But the map... The, the the different systems are big, but there's not many systems, so it kind of evens out. And the thing is, if there was interesting stuff in these jumps, like, oh, I'm going to get attacked, or but there's like, it's just, it's just a, it's like, okay, you guys haven't done this. I don't know if you've done this, but there's a road that goes through, Spaz, you probably know what I'm talking about. The I-5 freeway that goes through the middle of California yeah. It's the fastest way to get to from north to south in California. But the drive is so fucking boring. Cuz there's nothing to see. It's just farms and fields and hills off in the distance. And all these stupid little towns. Sorry. Don't s- send that, your letter. That's send- essentially Ohio coast to coast, so Sure. <laughs> but the thing is the thing is, when you drive, there's another is way to the get same to the farm, or am I on a different farm? Yeah, and the, and the best part is, in California, you don't have to worry about getting behind a horse and buggy. This is true. Or, but, um, I don't well, or you might, have depending a, on where you are. Or have really? a combine come around a big turn on you, and you'd be like, oh, shit. But, I mean, there's another way to go north-south in uh, California. That's the um, Pacific Coast Highway, the 1 or the 101, depending on where you are. And that route is much longer to get anywhere, but it's much more interesting. It's it's far more interesting, but but um, but f- flying around in Vendetta Online feels like you're driving on the five. It's like, oh god, can I just it, be there already? This is so. It's, it's kind of flyover country ish, don't you it, think? It, it, yes. It feels like you're fucking flying through Bakersfield over and over and over again. And no one wants to go to Bakersfield. I'm sorry for any listeners there in Bakersfield, but your town is shit. I'm sorry. It's it's garbage. It's a garbage town in the middle of a garbage part of the state that no one wants to actually go to. And that's what dry and that's what flying around in Vendetta Online feels like. It's like, oh god, okay. Uh, I got a thing. I'm going to deliver it to this other station that's across the map. It's going to take me an hour to get there. 
So, so basically, oh, homie needs more points of interest, not necessarily more more star systems, right. but more points of interest scattered around the or system. Clo- yes, yeah, cl- stuff closer to do. Or, or so think, here's something. Or, or hang on one second, Hunter. Hold that thought, please. Think of it like in with with freelancer. You were not jumping. You were like taking trade routes from one part of the system to the other. The systems were large, but you had these trade routes that would facilitate faster travel. And even if you took those, there was stuff to look at. Like, oh, there's an asteroid field over there. Oh, there's ships flying around this station. But, like, the stations are so few and far between, and the scenery is so sparse that even the journey... You gotta make the journey interesting. Space is huge. And it's like either make the journey faster or make it more interesting. And I liken it to Pulsar in that respect. You know, you have a lot of times where you you can take the jump gates, but you might need to jump to individual systems to get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But at least that's interesting. Yeah. Like something could jump you in this one system or, or oh, this system's yeah. red with half a planet shattered away. That's neat, you know, but Vendetta doesn't have any of that. And it's a crime because that could be the best space MMO out there if they made it more interesting to actually play. Because it has so much. Now, Hunter, what were you going to say? Well, I I just remembered uh, a little project called Infinity Battlescape. This oh yeah, that oh that right. Happen. That, that th- I, I think they're so, actually in alpha testing right now. Yes, I just linked one in our admin chat. They've uh, been doing a lot of work uh, since the last time I looked at this. Um, my God, I have to look at them. Because I see that they update. They they have weekly updates, and they do update their YouTube channel fairly regularly. Good on them. But I just never have time to actually look at what they're posting. <laughs> yeah, thank God this didn't get limit-theoried. Oh, That's a name I haven't heard since. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> and insert Star Wars meme here. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so there's good stuff on the horizon, and there's decent stuff now, and there's stuff you can play for free that's not bad, but nothing has hit every right note yet. Like, some games have come close. Like, right now, I think, because we're playing it so much, I think EVE is is the closest. I mean, it's not first person. I know a lot of people want first person, but if you remove that requirement from the equation, it's got just about everything. You know, you know what would nail it is... Thirty thirty death war as an MMO. Uh, yeah, that would work. Interesting. That would work. Either I would th- absolutely play the shit out of that game. Uh, yep. That's, that's Starfighter and because Infinity you could, game. You could get out and walk around in the stations to the extent that there's meaningful shit to do in the stations, which is you know not a lot. Um, yeah, but and, and think about yeah, and and if you think about like player owned station. Well, all you have to all you have to worry about here is like 2D assets. So, it's about as complicated as Terraria. So, that is a hell of a lot different than like trying to build player cities in freaking Star Wars Galaxies or something, right? Or Star Citizen or any of that. It's just like, man, make a cool game, but you can make it awesome in in the scope that an indie could handle it, you know? And yeah. I'd totally deal with that. Yeah, something like I'm surprised there hasn't been something like that because a top-down game is easier to do than a first-person game, and yeah, 
like that Starfighter well, about- Infinity game that's that's coming out. That looks along the right yeah. track. So so it's two D assets, right? It's sprites. So therefore, you could easily have player made clothing and player made furniture and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have to have to have some sort of a vetting process to get it done. But yeah, mm-hmm. right. Right, yeah, you definitely have to, have or that. or even or even have the station menu the way that uh, say Transcendence did it, where it's all text. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be right, which where you can walk around. You, which calls be, back to last week, right, where I said, "Hey, man, make all the ground shit a mud." All right, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, why not? It would work. Why not? Yeah, thirty thirty Death War, the MMO could be great, or like, what was that other really good one? Endless Sky, like um, Escape Velocity, the MMO. That'd be great. Or Space Rangers as an MMO. Oh my god! With hell yeah, awesome would that be? Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, it would be turn based, right? So you'd you'd have like pulses. It's like move it or lose it. You know, you got like ten seconds. And that could apply your horses, and then and stuff would happen, and and it would just. Yeah, every 10 se- seconds, a, it would do the 10 seconds of movement for whoever's out in space uh, or on the planet, and, and they, the time would go on. You know, you don't oh, pause. Man. That would be amazing. And you could still have all the story stuff, the you know the text adventures and all of that thrown in, too, because... Totally. Well, yeah, that works. Oh, my God. That could be amazing. Well, I certainly think that we've uh, we've covered a lot of, about the space MMO stuff. Yeah, we really I, have. I, I would certainly love to see something new come along that was interesting that tried to do something new with the genre. Um, you know, because it's like Star Trek. They're you know they're they're as far as game development goes, they're putting all of their eggs in that one basket for that game. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that per se, right? It's not like we're going to get anything more out of that. And I don't necessarily even need it to be like a current IP type sci-fi space MMO. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the future. Um, so Yeah, we have, a lot to, we have a lot to look forward to. Um, Infinity Battlescape, um, Dual Universe, like you said, uh, Starfighter Infinity, top-down game looks really great. I'm really excited about that one. Um, I can't wait to get in the alpha for that. So, because uh, I actually paid for that one, because um, I'm so excited about it. Or Starflight MMO. Fuck. Yeah. Oh man, someone do that. The potential is there. It, oh I don't God. know whether or not anyone actually wants to take the time to develop it, but the potential is there. It's an untapped market. It really is. You're absolutely right. Like, just make it 2D. That's all you need. There are a lot of 2D games out there, and people love 2D games. Void Expanse. Yeah, why not? Drox Operative. Drox Operative. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if, like, you had, like, people that were the operatives and people who were the empires, and you'd have to choose one or the other? So Uh, there's... Hold on, let me find this game. That'd be great. Yeah, once you once you make it a top down game, if it doesn't have to be a first person flight game or anything, you're like, ooh, the possibilities. 
Now, the thing, one thing that I should mention about Drox is they do have a huge limit on how many players can be in the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, that it causes a lot of lag if you have more than, say, eight. Yeah, apparently, what is it? Like, it's only limited by the power of the host's computer? Pretty basically? much. Basically, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the maximum has been, but, like, 50... You could even, you could even have an RTS that is an MMO, like, if you had a fleet of ships, right? Because then you're not just a ship. But you could be, you know, a growing fleet of ships, and that's your hit points, right? It's like, oh, shit, I'm losing ships. As long as you don't lose your flagship, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go places and, the, and you know, harvest resources, build ships, do stuff, up, upgrade tech, and you would have a variety of different ships, and the composition of your fleet would kind of be like your class, right? Yeah, or just like choose what ships you have, and that's almost like choosing your skill tree. Sort of like a Sins of the Solar Empire kind of thing. Sort of like that, but it, but I would say they would have to stay in a blob, like they yeah, okay. it moves so as a fleet. Nexus the Jupiter, in, Nexus the Jupiter incident, the MMO. Yeah. Oh, like that that got me a little tingly. <laughs> Yeah, and that way it's like playing an Eve fleet fight, but all those ships are yours, right? But you would just pick targets. You know, it's like I'm my fleet fights that fleet, and then the ships will just engage, right? And you just need to know when to to trigger powers or something. You can mm. micro it, or I don't know. I mean, it's just I I would like to see an RTS as an MMO that is not a command and conquer kind of thing. That's almost like that that old Kingdoms door game on BBSs, right? Where it's just like, yeah, I build troops and I do whatever and I fight, you know, like a battle on a map arena style. It's like, no, it's it's actually instead of a character roaming around the map, I have a blob of ships. That's all. I gotta say, the detail on these Eve ships is really impressive. I was going to say oh, yeah, they, uh, there was an RTS in development that was um, kind of what Jim was describing, but it wasn't necessarily a blob thing. It was uh, End of Nations, and yeah, I, I played a bit of that uh, yeah. before they decided to scrap the RTS uh, PVE stuff and then turn it into a MOBA, and oh. then it kind of died after that. God, fucking MOBAs. Sorry, I hate them. I hate them it's so not necessarily much. that MOBAs are bad, it's just... I'm Not I'm really I'm mad that the, I'm mad that that's where real time strategy games have gone because well, yeah, you don't have to program AI. Yeah, I miss the real time strategy games of old, which is why I'm glad they're still well, they're still like the folks who make the eight bit games and shit. I'm glad they're still doing their thing because um, I love real time strategy games. So, yeah, have you seen that new one that they are making? Well, I forget the name of. Well, they already like, ha- basically evolve your army. Isn't that the battalion battles. one? Uh, it's, they just had a new... Forge Battalion. Yeah, yeah. that... Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that seems like almost MMO-y, right? Because it's it's persistence and advancement as you fight battles against other people, right? So That's true. Um, I don't know how that works when you run up against somebody that's way out-leveled you. You get trounced, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I... Sorry. And again, there are ways to uh, to get your research up so that you can actually unlock better units, but you're limited in your loadout to four units for each particular building. 
So here's the uh, the way that works. If you have lower tier units, you can build them earlier without having to the the higher tier buildings but if you have the higher tier units more powerful stuff you do need that infrastructure in place before you can start pumping out those units which means that you could lose against someone who has lower tier units and they just trounce you because you don't have your infrastructure up yet right so whenever you uh is it is it just like you get match made against some other player and that's and that's it, or is there some sort of a map that you're on and you actually control some territory? Uh, I haven't really played as multiplayer, but uh, from what I've been reading, it's it's sort of like that. You have, uh, uh, I think there's there's a matchmaking uh, part of that. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah. otherwise it would just be like, well, I just randomly get thrown into a lobby with somebody else. But my units persist and, and gain experience or something. But it's but it's not like I'm fighting for territory and then I get to keep it or anything. Well, so. there's there's ranked and unranked play too. So you don't necessarily have to play ranked. Um, you can just go into unranked and then you're you're not having to worry about whether or not your your meta is is hurt by losing. Hmm. Right, and, that, and see that's a problem too. Is like. Games like that where you get to make your own unit, as as I run into and everything that's like that. MechWarrior Online is a great example um, where there you can build it a hundred ways, but you can only build it about three ways right. And if you don't do that, then you're going to get rolled by the guy that did it right. So, well, you know, here's that, a fun that thing meta thing. Italian though, since you can only take a limited number of units, it's uh, three turret types. And yeah, three turret types, and then four units for infantry, uh, light, heavy vehicles, and then so, aircraft. So, so basically, you build a, a deck, and then yeah. take that deck in. But you and, can you can you crank out as many. You know of them. what you're going to be facing, though. right? So you don't necessarily know what the the opponent's going to have. So you have to be either really specialized and hope that your opponent is going to be weak to it, uh-huh. or you have to kind of spread out. And there is no actual meta in that sense because, depending on the situation, your meta could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Have you played the war game games at all, like Red Dragon or Airland Battle? Uh, I have, I have not really played them. I have one of them, uh, European Escalation, okay. if I'm not mistaken, but I haven't played it. Oh, okay. It's well worth playing. Although, uh, I would say pick up Red Dragon when it's on sale because it's the best of the bunch. Um, but the uh, the other one, Airland Battle, is the middle one. It's pretty much as good, but Red Dragon has boats and stuff in addition. Um, but that is a really really cool war game because it uses the real world units and it does a pretty decent approximation of rock paper scissors of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's like infantry that has an anti tank missile will kill that tank if they hit it. And you know the probabilities of stuff and different nations and that, but but it has a very much a deck building system because you get X amount of points to spend, and different armies, the different types of tanks have point values, right? So you just you decide like, okay, I'm going to bring this much guns and this much butter, and right. hope, you know. But then it's it's just like, well, if I'm the Russians and I end up playing against Finland they might have some stuff I can't deal with, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, so you have to build a deck 
kind of to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go like, well, I'm going to go infantry heavy or I'm going to go air power heavy or whatever. So, yeah, and you just never know who you're going to run into. So it's it's quite fun. Well, on that note, folks, we should wrap it up because <laughs> we're way off track now. Um, but that was a fun topic. Uh, and uh, we got to play some Eve indeed. at the same time. So uh, thank you for listening. Just a couple of programming notes before we wrap up. Uh, first off, thank you to our Patreon subscribers for helping keep the lights on around here. Um, we are pretty much going to be working on two new tiers. Uh, the first new tier is going to get you some stickers and stuff, and the second tier is the producer tier, uh, which um, means you will not only have your name checked at the end of every show, but once a month you will pick a producer to come on and do a topic with us. So uh, we're finalizing that. That should be fun. Uh, a couple programming notes real quick. On Thursday for our land party, we are going to be playing Streets of Rogue, <laughs> which uh, we've been wanting to Finally. play for a while. <laughs> Finally. Yes, we wanted to play for a while. But uh, but uh, we finally uh, <laughs> finally um, finally got it on the calendar. We're very excited because that game is so fun, you guys. It's $15, and it's worth, like, at least twice that. Seriously. Um, so, uh, and you can play co-op, and it's so violent and so fun. Uh, so that game is great. And then next week on the show, we are going to be looking at the industry as a whole. Um, there's a lot going on lately. All Boy, these ga- do we have some thoughts. Oh, my God. Seven thousand thousands of games coming out on Steam. Microtransactions. Um... The plight of the indie developer. It, it's just... Um, it's just... It's a great time to be a gamer. And it's a rough time to be a gamer. It's kind of a rougher time to be a developer. So uh, we're going to talk about um, how the industry is doing, where we think it's going, that sort of thing. So that's next week on the show. So thank you everyone for listening and for watching. And we will see you next week. Have a great night. Bye-bye.